It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Ruben! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey.
Folks, welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your buddy, Ryan. How is everybody doing out there? It's Wednesday. We've done it. We've made it halfway through the week, even though, man, didn't Monday feel like like a week in itself? What is up with Mondays where it always just feels like you get to the end of a Monday and you're like, my God, it's nice to hit the weekend. And you're like, wait a sec, it's Monday? And then Tuesday, I think that today is Tuesday. Tuesday, you're just still shell-shocked about Monday. You're like, where did Monday come from? So you're really just catching your bearings. And then Wednesday, by the, you know, we always say once you get to Wednesday, you can just write the rest of the week off. So really, maybe that's why I'm I'm answering my own question. Maybe that's it. Monday is because you do everything you need to do on the Monday. And that's why it seems really crazy. Um, how is everybody doing? We got a great show for you today. It's going to be a shorter show. It's going to be less than an hour. Look at, look at, look at this. Uh, we got Becky Bailey returning to the show. I don't know if you guys remember her. She's the one, uh, uh, she's my mother. Yeah. And she gives us a health update, a really fun conversation that I recorded with her last night. And I chose to put it on today's episode. I could have done it yesterday. Uh, I hope you guys like crown Royals. Uh, and, and just so you know, I got one guy, like, I don't know everything about the Royals. So, I'm sure that there's incorrect information there on my part, but just know I'm, I'm, this is kind of like a a pop culture course that I'm learning. Uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed it. Nonetheless, I love, uh, uh, Sam and, uh, Lex, Lex is so awesome. Um, and I just had uh, a great time talking to them, but I chose to put my mom in today because we also have, uh, we also have Anisha from family karma. We finally have somebody from Family Karma gracing us today, and we'll get into that in a second, but I kind of was like, yeah, this will be a family episode, and you guys are my family too now, so it's like, it's all just one big, just family, just a big old family reunion today, folks. Uh, I, I chose the Harry Styles mashup at the beginning because, listen, more information is coming in about Harry Styles' Grammys, Grammy performance from Sunday. Now, if you listen to my Monday episode, I said something was off. It seemed really low energy. It seemed like something – but I, I still just thought he was like just really tired from doing concerts the week before. And I was like, maybe you should take a week off the week before the Grammys if you're going to be – or I was like, maybe he's nervous performing in front of Beyonce – well, now we finally got the answer. Uh, late last night, I finally uh, an article was released. Or some of his background dancers for that made TikToks. Man, this TikTok, it is citizen journalism at its best. <laughs> its best is that uh, 
it turns out, do you guys know that, you know, that uh, they had this thing moving clockwise, this this piece where all the dancers were on there. And then Harry and was like moving clockwise the whole time. And that was the part that seemed really messy. And it almost seemed like Harry tripped at one point. And I was like, wow, bro, like, you know, klutzy. And it turns out they had rehearsed for like 10 days and once it started, the guy that was in charge of the big circle thing that they were all dancing and moving on, he was supposed to go counterclockwise, and he did clockwise. So on the fly, all of these dancers and Harry Styles had to figure out how to do the choreography clockwise when they had rehearsed it counterclockwise. And and I, I know some people might think, well, counterclockwise, I mean, that's not that big of a deal. Come on, that's easy going. You could do that like that. No, man, like that, that would be so insane if something's moving and think how your brain works already, how we confuse left. Like I do, I confuse my left with my right sometimes. By the way, every time I say like, oh my God, I'm forgetting things. I confuse my left and right. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm diagnosing myself like somebody's going to be like, Ryan, something's seriously wrong with you. No, but imagine that. And then, you know, this is going out across the world. You're in front of your peers. And I will say it wasn't a great performance. But if you take this into account, then it kind of was a way better performance because I was thinking about Ashley Simpson. Ashley Simpson, remember when she was the musical guest on Saturday Night Live? What is it, like 12, 13, 14 years ago? And she got caught lip syncing. The the backing track played at the wrong time, and Ashley Simpson didn't know what to do, so she started doing this iris jig and started laughing and then kind of walked off. And it was really horrific, and it kind of put a weird little dent in her career. They didn't say so at the time, but it really did, because it was this, like, oh, it kind of gave another reason to make fun of The Simpsons, because you had Jessica Simpson, who everybody loves now for the most part, but remember back then, she was still kind of made fun of as this ditzy thing, and then you have this Ashley Simpson, and you're like, oh, well, there's nepotism going on right there. You know, it's another one that is, God, I loved Ashley Simpson's reality show on MTV. Didn't you guys? That was so, remember when she was writing her album with Ryan Cabrera? Ryan Cabrera, there needs to just be a whole episode of Ryan Cabrera, because he really graced so many reality shows. I mean, he he went on the hills at one point. He uh, he did Pretty Wild, if you remember that little chestnut from E! And, uh, of course, the Ashley Simpson show. But Ashley chose to let us all know that something was wrong. Harry Styles didn't, and the dancers didn't. I just thought I was like, I don't understand what they're doing. Like, I think this is like weird art gone awry, and Harry just looks really tired. But if you think about it from a performer, and guys, listen, uh, <laughs> I'm a performer. I did show choir in high school, so I know what it's like to perform for people. You know, sometimes we would have audiences of up to 80. So I get what it's like to be a performer, <laughs> but... I just imagine that. Okay, imagine then you realize and you're kind of opening the show in a sense and imagine that happening and then you start winning all of these Grammys and you just performed and everybody was like, that was a kind of so-so performance. I mean, that's kind of your worst nightmare is giving a subpar performance. Nobody knows that the thing screwed up so they kind of put it on you, which I did as well. And then you go on to win all the awards, especially the award that uh, everybody wanted Beyonce to get. And then you're just like, well, and by the way, when he won that Beyonce award, there's a video of this also I saw on TikTok where you can see from the other angle, this one dipshit started screaming, get off stage, Beyonce should have won that. And that dude was a reporter. That dude was a reporter. Like, my God, how unprofessional do you got to be? I think, listen, 
I love Beyonce, but I also know not to scream at people at an award show. And like, you could hear how clear it was from Harry's angle. I'm just like, dude. And he, listen, and the other thing he keeps getting made fun of is he said, this doesn't happen to guys like me. And in that moment, I was like, dude, it's all that happens to you. It seems like these things, but he's kind of talking about the grandeur of like when he was a kid and he came from nothing, blah, blah, blah. And so that's what he was referring to. But if you add all of these things together, you're just like, damn, dude, you just really blew tonight. But then to find that out, it kind of impressed me that he just, he kept going. Uh, And I could say that's a lesson for all of us, you guys. Let's just keep on going. (laughs) But I was, I was like, okay. And also kudos to him because after I'd won, if I had won that first award, I'd been like, you guys don't realize it. The fucker, it it fucking was supposed to go the other way and it didn't. And that's why it was weird. Usually we we had so good. Or I would have said, let's do a do-over. Can we do a do-over? Would you guys mind if I put my speeches together instead of doing a speech, we just did did it over for you? Or at least the first part. And also that dude that's in charge, like, your one job is to make it counterclockwise and you go clockwise? What a doofus. Shouldn't that thing be on like a timer or some kind of like, I mean, my God, talk about out of a job. You had one job to do. Anyways, I thought you guys would find that interesting. Also, uh, obviously I have to get off TikTok, but I was sent another TikTok video and it was one of the seat fillers. Now, the seat fillers are this kind of awesome thing they do go to award shows when celebrities want to go to the bathroom or get a drink or whatever. A seat filler will come in because uh, this is on national television and they don't want empty seats to be shown. I was a seat filler one time at the Emmys. Really amazing experience. And uh, this girl was a seat filler and she happened to fill a seat when the uh, right behind Ben Affleck and J-Lo. So and she seemed like a really nice girl. And she, uh, she said uh, she was like, dude. Ben knew he was made into a meme. I was right behind them, and J-Lo brought out her phone and said, oh my god, they're, they made a meme of you already. She actually said they were very cute the whole night and were very touchy-feely with each other. It's so funny how we perceive things to be from photographs, from like actual, these little clips. And we do this with reality shows as well. I find pop culture fascinating in that how it's projected. And, you know, because you're like, man, no, they do not look happy. And then we tell ourselves all these stories like, oh, J-Lo's getting under his skin. Which, by the way, like I said yesterday, remember, Ben Affleck has been miserable pretty much the last 20 years. Like, we, the majority of the sad Ben picks are pre, not pre the first time J-Lo, but after the jail, you know, before the, the Benefer Renaissance and he was sad everywhere. So don't all of a sudden act like, well, now he's sad again. No, I lit. you can go through my Instagram account. And for the last three years, uh, even before JLo, you can see me making sad Ben memes. I can assure you I've been making sad Ben memes. So she said that they were very cute and that he was like, Oh my God. And he had a good sense of humor about it. And, uh, yeah, that, that it was actually really cute and it wasn't what we were all saying. And she thought, uh, she thought it was actually, he, he seemed like a pretty cool guy. So I wanted to throw that as well because it's just so funny, right? I perceived that Harry Styles to be one thing. And then I found out it was something else. And maybe we perceive the Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez relationship to be one thing when it might be something else. Leave room to be wrong. That is a huge lesson that I have learned. I have to keep reminding myself, even as old as I get, I'm like, oh my God, remember that you could be wrong. It's amazing to have theories and it's fun to have discourse about these things. Uh, You can even relate it to tonight's Real Housewives of New Jersey season premiere, is that we're already back in the age-old drama of Teresa and Melissa and Joey. 
And we're, we're right back in it. Like, we didn't even miss a beat. And we will be talking and kind of recapping the show on Thursday's episode. But I just wanted to let you know, I'm not, I do know it was on tonight and I watched it. But it's one of those things, too, is that the discourse about these two ladies are, is so weirdly toxic. Like, it just, it kind of just goes with it. We're like, fuck Melissa or fuck Teresa. And it's more usually fuck Melissa than Teresa. And I'm sorry to use the bad language. But... It's there and it's like never goes away. And I'm like, where do we go with this? And it's kind of what I've been feeling with Bravo a lot lately of like, where do we go with this? We don't really seem to be happy. We seem to be hitting the same notes. And in some ways it's getting worse in the fact of the leaks and, uh, you know, just just all of the stuff surrounding Bravo right now. And that's why also I'm really glad to have Anisha on because I want to admit that I did not watch Family Karma. I don't watch Family Karma or I didn't watch Family Karma. Um, I will say uh, a lot of the baddies, uh, Amy Field, uh, uh, I mean, so many people have messaged me like, you need to watch Family Karma. And you're right. I should have. I do. I mean, I did now. And it's really easy to binge all the episodes. The first two seasons are very short seasons. This past ep- uh, past season, season three, we didn't get a new episode on Sunday because of the Grammys. Or, I'm sorry, we did get a new episode on Sunday, but we won't get a new episode because of the Super Bowl next Sunday. So the season finale is going to be the week after that. But you can catch up. But I really got to say... This is why I like reality shows, and it's always good to have a reminder like this, because that's what it's all about, is learning about different cultures. And as I talk with Anisha, you kind of realize the similarities in us as much as the different cultures. So it's really exciting to learn new things, but you're like, oh, at, at heart, like, you know, we're talking about marriages and fights and friends and all of these things that we all experience. And uh, listen, I could go on. And, I mean, the families on there, you think my mom and dad are funny. I mean, you got to watch the families on family. These parents and grandparents, my all stars, all huge stars to me now. Um, oh, by the way, did you if you watch Jersey? I was telling you about that little little girl, uh, the new cast member, Danielle. It's her daughter, Star. She is a star. I cannot wait to to watch what this this little girl, she's four years old and seems like she she flipped. She, she gave the middle finger to her parents. First episode. I'm like, that that's star power, folks. That's range. Anyways, I guess that's kind of what I like also about pop culture is it can have a bunch of different meanings. Because also, Jen and Ben potentially hating each other again, there's a comedic element to that. And then you don't want people in pain, but at the same time, you're like, well, that wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be kind of wacky and weird? Uh, but at the end of the day, I guess I'd rather them be I'd rather them be happy. It just looks he looks just so damn miserable. He just looks literally miserable. But that's his kind of thing. I think we just gotta use be used to Ben looking miserable. And I love that that girl was like. Yeah, he knew about it, and he continued to look miserable. He was like, I don't care, <laughs> which I think is just idiotic, but good good for him. Good on him. Uh, anyways, let's get right into this today. <laughs> let's get right. It's only 18 and a half minutes in. Oh, by the way, you guys, I didn't remind you yet. 
Go get your tickets, moment.co slash SBIG. We're doing the Vanderpump Rules Season 10 premiere party on Thursday night. So Vanderpump Rules airs tonight. Get excited. Then Thursday, me and Kiki at the Talk of Shame are going to be recapping it. We're going to have Tom and Ariana. I got some surprises in store. You can also add on an after party where I believe my parents will be there, um, depending on how, uh, how, how, how she's feeling. And... I'm really excited for it. Excited to laugh with all you guys. There's going to be a chat going. You can make comments. Maritza is going to be uh, manning all of the controls, which I'm really excited about. So it's just going to be the kookiness that you hear on this, but we're going to just laser focus it on the season premiere of Vanderpump Rules. So please join us. Moment.co slash S-B-I-G. Okay, now you know her, you love her. Here she is, Becky Bailey. Uh, Well... Welcome, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to So Bad It's Good. We're starting off this episode with a bang. This is your Wednesday episode. Now, we have a special guest. Um, uh, you guys know her as the person who made me, or I guess carried me for nine months. Uh, Becky Bailey, welcome back to the show. Thanks. Huh? It's good to be on. And, <laughs> and, and, and all your listeners are just so fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Is this a mom? Is this really you? Yeah. Well, I didn't say you were fantastic, honey. I said your <laughs> listeners. Well, you guys, you guys don't know, but uh, we're doing this over Zoom, and my mom can see me, but I can't see her, and I didn't realize she can see me. I keep forgetting, and she keeps yelling at me for picking my nose, right? <laughs> yep, I do. <laughs> it, it never changes. Once a mom, always a mom. Yeah. Um, so just to keep everybody updated, uh, with everything that, uh, you're going through, you sound really good. Uh, is that fake? Do you feel good? This is my best three days ever. I've had three consecutive days in a row where I felt fabulous, but I have to tell you, I think it has to do with your listeners. Really? Why? What did my, what did my listeners do? Oh, these people are so heartwarming. I've got a new, I'm a ski bunny now with a ski cap with beautiful long curls. I've got pockets. Yeah, Juliana, our listener, Juliana sent uh, sent you this beautiful wig with a ski oh. cap attached to it that looks, I'll put up the picture on Instagram when I release this. And uh, she looks, I mean, you look, you look 18 in it, mom. They tell me, my friends tell me, are you a college ski bunny? And I said, Wish I was. <laughs> I never was, but wish I was. Did dad and have you put I, that wig on? Huh? What, did I didn't dad hear have you put that wig? Oh, did he dad loves have you put it. that wig on? He loves that. I, he, I, I don't know if he likes it more than Lolita, the blonde one, but he likes oh, it. The blonde yeah. wig, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then uh, just uh, a, a pocket hug, a little medallion to carry with me. Tea bags. Oh, Kim, so- Kim, Kim got our, our listener. Kim got those for you, right? The, hug? the the hugs, the tea bags. In fact, I have a an English friend that it was her birthday day. We celebrated, and I took her a whole bunch of the tea bags to share with her. She said oh, that is a fabulous thing. A tea bags. I got. Oh, mom, spot. mom, mom. Do you know what? Do you know what tea bags mean, though? No. Have you ever heard of tea bagging? No. You've never heard of teabagging. Teabagging. No. no, this is not a teabagging. I've heard of and spill this is, the tea. No, spill the Yeah, exactly. That's one thing where you spill like rumors. Teabagging, right. though, is, is a sexual move where oh. a man will get over a woman or another man's head and teabag putting their balls in the person's oh. face. 
gross. gross. <laughs> was that the gross. kind of tea bag you got? Was no, that the tea no, bag? No, no, no. It, it's Huda, it's something, something else. No, 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 no. And and spa, uh, these discs that you put in your shower that makes our showers smell like a spa. Um, it, it's just, it, it just can, when I go to the door. Well, now I got to, I got to ask you a, I got to ask you a tough question then. And this is, uh, this is, are you faking cancer to get these gifts? No, when I saw, did you see that article on that young girl that was trying to show she had a port put in and it wasn't really cause it was all bandaged incorrectly. Cause I, Wait, have, what are you talking about? What, what article there here in Arizona, it was on the news last night. There's a girl. There was somebody like, faked it. To... Yeah. She's got to go fund me. Oh, gee. So, so she put on Jeez. this bandage Ugh. over, like said, she just had a port put in and I had just had one put in like three weeks ago. And so I know what it looks like. And it was like, lady, you are a mess. She had to give all the money back. Yeah. That's crazy. Thank God. But if you wanted to. Okay. No. <laughs> so this is, so this is very real. It's very real cancer you have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Just it's to take okay. people through it though. You just got through with your second round of chemo right. last week and you did that with flying car. I mean, even the one day you went to a book club after your chemo, yep. how do you just I, roll it, into book club after your chemo? All, I don't understand. And that. they're the ones that night, thank God I went, they had formed this team Becky and they're all wearing green bracelets and all uh, I just have, there's so much support out there. That's what gets me by day to day. But the good news, bad news, I did so well that instead of four cycles, they're going to let me have six, which I think sucks, <laughs> but it's, it's for the best. I understand. Well, that. I don't, I don't get, I don't get that. So they said, well, you, they thought, I mean, they, they're like, we'll give you more chemo. Cause you like it so much. They thought my body wouldn't tolerate more than four. She Got said, it. since I'm doing so well, she'd rather do six just to be more comfortable. And that's why we're waiting to do the scan till it's had more time to work. So everybody out there, keep praying. That's, that's my best go-to. It's prayer. Yes. And your okay. and friends and friend the, the war, heartwarming support of friends. Yeah. And, fa and family. Yes. Well, <laughs> aren't you friends too? <laughs> Yeah, no, just we're just family or friends. It's one or the friends other. Friends with family. Uh, so uh, uh, I guess to so that that's that's all good news. Knock on wood, oh, yeah. and then we'll get the PET scan after the third round of chemo in a couple of weeks, and we'll yep. we'll go from we'll, there. We'll update you there. Um, but I will. I mean, like you, I, I just if I had chemo, I would think I would be in my bed nonstop. You, I just don't understand uh, that you went out to a book club. Uh, I, I mean, how do how <laughs> I went out could to you lunch even concentrate? Today. I went out to lunch I mean, today. How are, so, so you're saying, I mean, this chemo that you're like a superhuman almost. Yeah. She said it's a really harsh medication regimen that she put me on and she doesn't get it either. The doctor, the oncologist, but she said, we're going to keep forging forward and just, you know, do everything we can because you're you not know, unhooking. You're not unhooking the, the chemo liquid or anything like that. Are I, you? Know, like you're not, I, I told your sister tonight, I said, you know, it scares me sometimes because I don't feel horrid. You would ask me that the other day. Are you in it? And I said, because I want to know, is is it working? <laughs> you know, I want to make yeah, sure it's yeah, working. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll know that after wow. the next one, if it's working. And and I, I think it has to be because I'm um, not. But, you know, tomorrow could be a really bad day. It's yeah. Like an well, you know what thing. I think it is? It's 
It's probably all that wine you drink. I, I quit. I only drink like even, not even a half glass at night. Some nights I'll go three nights a week without having any. Isn't that sad? But sometimes it is. It's very sad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm supposed to be drinking. Hey, you know, we got to we, we got to start you on uh, on weed. We uh, like some marijuana gummies or something that's like what that. I hear people do. Uh, but that's what I was yeah. saying. I said that this would be great to introduce this to you at this point in your life. You've never smoked weed before. Right. And, and and that would just blow your mind. Well, you know what? Dad used to always tease me because I have glaucoma. And he said, yeah, if you'd smoked grass, you wouldn't have glaucoma. <laughs> I said, well, okay, yeah, but- too late now. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Dad literally, dad, dad Thanks, literally has dad. zero glaucoma. Uh, which, by the way, uh, dad can't join us. Dad's at uh, BSF, which is the Bible study that he teaches for kids. Yep. And right? he's there t- teaching those little kids. I hope he's teaching them the right way. <laughs> they um, teach them while, I ha- while I have you here, did you watch the uh, the Grammys last night? You know, I have a, I have something to tell you. I watched that first part, all the hip hop, you know, through the history of hip hop. Yeah, uh, lots of that. recognizable names. Yeah. My only issue with that is they all hold their crotch. Are they afraid somebody's going to steal their jewels, or that have they watched? Too, or have they watched too many? Wait, mom, mom, they've many, been holding their crotch. They've been holding their crotch for decades, mom. but it That's was not a all new of them. It was across the whole stage. And yeah, I well, you know, maybe, because they're all different artists, so they all, you know, like they're not going to like, oh, you're the one that holds the crotch. They all hold. They all get their chance to hold. I their think crotch. they watch too many of American Home videos where everybody's getting hit in the crotch, so they've all got their. That's all I can figure <laughs> out. I go, why are they all doing that? Be different. Oh, so you're saying being different would be not holding your crotch as yeah, a rapper? Yeah, because okay. the entire stage was, even the girls were doing it. Now, what did you think of Harry Styles? Um, I didn't get through. I only saw a couple clips of him. I didn't stay up for the whole thing, quite honestly. Now, do you know Beyonce? Yes, and she won. She broke records. Yeah, she broke records last night. Not records, and then, but hey, what do you think of uh, James Corden? Do you know who that is? He's a uh, British talk show him. host on CBS. He's it's really late at night than when he's on, but he's yeah. always kind of annoying and stuff like yeah, that. I, I didn't know, know if you knew who he yeah, was. Don't yeah, know him. better off. Better yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, With, yeah. And then do you remember uh, Bonnie Raitt won? And you know Bonnie Raitt, right? I couldn't believe that I saw that and I didn't stay up for that part. I read that this morning and I thought, well, nobody where knows- was she? All the young, uh, all the young people uh, were tweeting and TikToking about like they don't know who the hell Bonnie Raitt is. You know, where they were did like, they come How? from? Yeah, but well, no, it's just J- funny that they they have no clue who that was. And I was like, yeah. wow, Bonnie Raitt's kind of a legend. Did did Taylor Swift win any? I didn't see her. I was think she even she, there? Yeah, she was definitely there. She was like, she lost a lot, but I think she won one. And uh, but she was she was really nice. She was standing up for everybody and like, oh, you good, know, even good, the good, one good. she lost. She's I think she's like going to be an eventual politician, I think, because she's she seems to really try to do the right thing a lot of times. And then when you were talking about Harry Styles, I saw him applauding for Adele when she won. Yeah, Adele. And then Lizzo. I like I like Lizzo. Do you oh, know yeah, Lizzo? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They uh, Lizzo and Adele were sitting together and it was really good. And then have you continued to watch uh, Vanderpump Rules at all? I just watched one more, but I want to see Tom and Ariana this week with you. 
Yeah. So, uh, mom, thank you for, wow. Thank you for leading me into that mom. So this Thursday, no, it's perfect. No, you're totally this Thursday. I've, I've talked a lot about with the audience, but get your tickets now for moment.co slash S B I G it's $10 tickets. The day of the show, it's $12, but if you're in the Patreon, it's $5. And, uh, there's going to be Tom and Ariana. We got my friend Kiki, the talk of shame, the so bad it's good family. You guys will be there as well. And depending on how you're feeling and if I can get, I'm going to try to get you guys on there as well. If you would be down to join, we can, we can put you in one of your fancy wigs. Is that Thursday? Did you say? Yeah, this Thursday. Yeah. Oh, good. Cause Wednesday we were going to RLC. So Wednesday wouldn't have worked for you, but Thursday you could possibly yes. do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then you, even if you can't make it, once you get a ticket, you have two weeks to be able to, uh, to watch the the show and it's oh, exclusively. Cool. Yeah. Cause it'll never be on the podcast. It's exclusively to, for this digital event. So once it's gone, it's gone. Like, I don't even know if I'll have a copy of it, you know? Oh no. You can't record yeah, it. So no, yeah, no, yeah, oh no. no. I, I want to see I mean, how did, I mean, Ariana. You're going to see Tom and Ariana, mom, I swear to God. And then uh, hopefully we'll have some surprise guests as well, including you guys, which wouldn't be a surprise anymore. And uh, that that's it. So make sure you go this Thursday, you guys. Uh, I want you guys to see one of my mom's fancy wigs by chance. And there'll be a little after party as well where we're going to have some fun things uh, and, and everybody drink up. We're going to be celebrating the premiere of Vanderpump Rules, which comes out on Wednesday. So, mom, you got to watch Vanderpump Rules on Wednesday. Oh, okay. But you don't, you don't, you can, you can like DVR can it. I watch you can it watch it Thursday morning. Yeah. You can watch it on okay, Peacock. Cause I'm gone Wednesday night. Yeah. We know you got RLC. What is RLC? Right, left, center. It's a dice game. Oh, We're you're, big oh, you're gambling. Gamblers. Oh, you're gambling. Oh, for, $3 for, <laughs> for round. Three whole dollars. But tell everybody, bring your good wine to this event of yours. Yeah. Mom says you need to drink the good wine now. Which is just like, don't, don't wait, celebrate now all of the good memories. Oh, also mom, I texted with you about this, but I had, I told you about that show on TLC called MILF Manor. No, I didn't get that. It was was MILF Manor. MILF is the MILF. Do you know what MILF stands for? Oh, I don't want to say. Yeah. Mother, I'd like to. Yeah. You told me that several years ago. No, I told you a couple of weeks ago. What are you no, talking about? No, no, not oh. about the show. About oh, what that okay. meant. I, I, yeah. But I didn't know about the show. I must have missed yeah. that somewhere. No, I texted because you said, I texted with you and you were like, sounds good. Let's go on. Because I was like, uh, it's about these mothers and then their sons go with them to Mexico. And then the sons and the I mothers do. all date the other moms and sons. I thought it was you a said, joke. Sign me. You said, sign me up. Yeah, I thought it was a joke. <laughs> No, it's very, I mean, by the way, it's very real. It should be a joke, but it's very real. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. No. Mexico, here we come, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyways, this has been uh, an amazing appearance, mom. Uh, is there anything else? Is there any shows you're promoting? Is there any, do you have anything you you would like to promote mom? Just thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone. It's I, I, it just gets me in tears. <laughs> it, uh, it, it gets, and you know, gets I'm not a crier. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you are. Yeah. No mom, oh, you yeah. guys know mom. When I would cry as a kid, she'd smack me across the face oh, and she'd say, you don't, you don't cry. You be a man. 
Let me give That's you not- something to cry about. <laughs> <laughs> That's not- She never did that. You guys. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Becky Bailey, we love you. And uh, we will, we will hopefully see you this Thursday. Okay. Talk to you soon. Carry Bye. on. Be strong. Carry on, be strong. Like all of a sudden, I, 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 we, I stopped recording. And I was like, "Mom, what is the carry on, be strong?" And she was like, "Well, your dad's not here, and I think that's something he would have said." <laughs> carry on, be strong. Carry Becky Bailey says, "Carry on, be strong." Wasn't that delightful? She was, man. I, I gotta say, I think she was on. I think she was on cocaine. I gotta say, she was like hyper. I have not seen her that full. I've not heard her that full of energy, in. I mean, I was just like, how are you, how do you have more energy than I do? I potentially feel more miserable than you. Oh, speaking of that, you guys, I, you know, I just had, I had one of those days where I just woke, I, got, I think I got a good amount of sleep. I got like six and a half hours and I still woke up not cranky. You know, when you just wake up and you're just like, oh, and I had so many exciting, I had, I got to speak with Anisha earlier and that was actually great. But then afterwards I went back to feeling miserable again. And then I had to do some blood work for a, a, a hospital, a medical thing. And that was what it was. And then I had to go to my trainer and I had felt so good at my trainer yesterday and I felt so strong. And then today I just felt so weak the whole time. And it's like, that's just the bummer is that you just want to feel strong all the time. And you just, and you have to reframe, like I was telling Sandra earlier, who works with us. And, and, uh, I just said, man, I just don't feel, I just don't feel good. I have to reframe the way I'm thinking about today because I'm just down in the dumps for some reason. And I just, and that's part of like, you know, mental health and, and the journeys we all have with these things. Um, but it's frustrating, right? Like it's just, it's very frustrating that sometimes you're like, well, I have every reason to be grateful and happy about so many things. And it just never, it doesn't feel like that sometimes, which by the way, this is actually a perfect time for our commercial break because today we are sponsored by BetterHelp. We will be back to this conversation in just one moment, but I wanted to take the time to talk about our sponsor this week. And this week we are sponsored once again by our friends over at BetterHelp. When do you guys feel like you're your best self? For me, it is uh, when I podcast uh, it's when I work out, it's when I cross things off a list, and it's when uh, when I talk to people about issues that I'm having. After each one of those things, I feel some sense of relief, I feel a little bit more like myself, and it actually makes me feel really good at the end of the day. And when you're at your best, you can do great things, because kind of great things have this habit of just building. It's kind of this pebble that goes down a hill and it just builds up steam and picks up pace and just builds and builds and builds. But sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. You're not building on anything. So working with a therapist, it can help you get closer to the best version of you. Because when you feel empowered, you're more prepared to take on everything that life throws on you. Um, I will say uh, I've benefited from therapy in so many ways. It's uh, you guys know from listening, if you've listened for a minute, uh, where I have a lot of fear. I have a lot of fear in uh, the unknown. I have a lot of fear of putting one foot in front of the other. And I have to learn on a daily basis to get up and start doing things. 
to uh, to be able to move forward and to be able to get out of my head. Because sometimes the thoughts in my head, if they stay in there, it doesn't help. But if I can talk to somebody, if I can get that out, if I can have somebody hear what I'm thinking about or what I'm going through, and they're able to talk with me about that, there is no downside. Uh, sometimes it is the hardest thing to do though, right? It is the hardest thing to do to get out of your head or to make that one call or to sign up for something that could potentially help you because that is scary. That is unknown, but trust me, it really does work. Um, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. In fact, a lot of times you don't want to wait till you have to experience major trauma. You want to get your toolkit set now. You want to build that foundation now so when everything does go south, you have a way of working through things. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, and I really think everybody should, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient. It's flexible. It's a affordable and it's entirely online. And I love the online part because that's a big excuse. I'm like, I don't want to go drive someplace and all that. But this is like, okay, well, you can do it online. Oh, damn. How do I get out of it now? <laughs> All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That benefit right there is very important because um, I've had other therapists even before BetterHelp where I didn't completely um, uh, jive with. It, it wasn't and, – and, and you don't need to be made feel – you don't need to be made to feel guilty about that at all because it's something that you just you're you're working on being a, a better version of yourself so i love that this is in there that you can switch therapists with no additional charge so if you want to live a more empowered life therapy can get you there visit betterhelp.com slash so bad today to get 10 percent off your first month that's b-e-t-t-e-r-h-e-l-p.com slash so bad um I think this is so important. If you're looking to just make one small step, just go look this up. Just put in betterhelp.com slash so bad and just go from there. See what you see. Okay. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, 
All you had to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. That was so funny, you guys, because I actually, I, I love that I was talking about kind of really being bummed out and potentially in not a great mental place today. And then I was like, oh, this is a perfect time for our ad break. <laughs> that wasn't even planned. Wow. Small miracles, you guys, just the tiny blessings that we have on this show. Uh, okay, let's get to our main guest here. I'm so thrilled to have her. And like I said, you know, I did not watch this show. I fought against, I mean, I didn't fight against the show, but I was like, oh man, there's, and then I'm just so ignorant for not watching this show because it's great. You guys, they're preparing for a gay marriage on the finale episode. Like that's mind blowing in itself. And, and to be able to celebrate, I mean, just different cultures, different perspectives. I mean, but at the same time, like I said, we have so much in common that I just, I, I just really have immediately fallen in love with this show. And I know you guys will too. And we got to support those shows too, because I really want to see a fourth season because everybody's like, yo, we need Anisha more. And I love Anisha too, because she was like, um, she was like, no, we're a team. Like, even if like, I'm not in a lot, there's so many amazing stories. And I was like, how healthy are you? Which by the way, we talk about our podcast a little bit too. And it, I listened to this past week's episode. It's really good. And like, I like when somebody's just really, 
really honest. And she's kind of like, yeah, I uh, I don't know what the, the next uh, stage is. And I'm not going to really talk about it until I have it figured out. You know, she, we were, she was talking about making vision boards and stuff. It was so right up my alley. I left this conversation wanting more. In fact, I texted Sandra, I think today, and I was like, man, I felt like I was just scratching the surface. Like, I want to talk to her about everything because I just thought she was great. And she also loves Bravo. She loves pop culture. So this barely scratches the surface. Anisha, if you are listening or your publicist or anything like that, please come back. Listen, just come back to talk Bravo and pop culture. But also, I just thought there was so much more to talk about. And that got me really excited. So I hope you guys like this. Family Karma, the season finale, is going to be not this Sunday because of the Rihanna concert, but the Sunday afterwards. And we all got to show up and support. Here she is, Anisha from Family Karma. Today, we have somebody that is so good, it's great. I am so excited to talk to this person because, believe it or not, I have not had anybody from this show's cast on this show, and that is a crime. This is one of the shows that you need to be watching if you haven't already, and the people that do watch it are obsessed with this show. They are rabid fans, and you do need to sing the praises of this show so we can get a fourth season of this show, which I think is pretty much a lock, but you never know. She is one of the founding members of this show on Bravo that is wrapping up its third season. She helped create this show. Not only that, she is a stand-up comedian. She has a show, I believe, at the Improv in Miami in March, which we'll talk about. She has a podcast which just blew me away i just listened to the most recent episode she had taken a break it's called currently cringing which this past week's episode was so refreshing in terms of honesty um she's also uh i mean she has uh clothing businesses everything we need to get into all of it so from the hit show on bravo family karma anisha ramakrishna welcome to the show thank you and jail for not having anyone on our show on your podcast till now Anisha, I, I've I've literally gotten yelled at so many times from people. Like, I mean, so many times. And I will be completely honest: is that I didn't start watching your show until BravoCon this year, and it's an amazing show. I mean, it really is one of those shows that it's like, oh, why haven't I watched this up until this point? And I think that's a huge compliment to give it. But why do you think it's taken people to catch like three seasons to catch up with this show? It's, it's funny, many people have told me they found our show because of BravoCon, and I think it's taken time for people to catch up because at the end of the day, we're South Asian. And, yeah. you, know, at, you know, you watch the network and there's so much diversity, but the network has so many housewives shows, right? And so it yeah. takes people a minute to look at someone from a different culture in life, forget flipping channels. And so being Indian, I can say that's what I think it is, is because we're not what you necessarily see on TV. And shout out to Bravo for being the only network with an all Indian cast in American television. That's pretty wild. But, you know, there are a billion of us in the world. (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's one of those things that you're right. Sometimes I guess we we fear what we don't know. I know right. that, that sounds silly coming from a television perspective, especially on Bravo, but it is one of those things. Once you start watching it, I mean, first off, it's always amazing learning about any different culture, but then you realize the similarities between all of us are so striking with, you know, your parents and your grandparents. I mean, like sometimes they're the stars of these shows. It was like, oh my God, I have my, my grandma's like that or my, my, my mom's like that. And it's so fascinating. And then the relationships, I mean, we're having a gay wedding on this show. We're having these things that are kind of 
mind-blowing no matter what culture they come from, but to get to watch it and then get to watch also uh, the culture that is behind it, to me, is just like, wow, I cannot believe I wasn't watching it up until this point. So that's kind of one of the things of like, yeah, let's get as many people from Family Karma on because I want this to get a fourth season. Um, if they yes. do get a fourth season, do you want to be a part of it? I I want more of you on this show and I don't feel I got it this season. What do you have? Yes. To, Cause that's another thing. I, I talked to a lot of people about you and they're like, we need her. We need more of her. We need more. She's the star of this. We need more. How do you answer those people? Well, I, I think everyone's equally important. And that's one of the things I really do love about our show. Everyone's journey, which you've seen is so different. Yeah. So I can't tell the story of Amrit for example, and Amrit can't tell the story of Brian. You know, everyone's on their own journey. We don't compete with each other, which is why our show works so well, because we're all so different and all our families are different and we all come from different parts of India. But I hope we get a season four. I'm optimistic, you know, and I would be so grateful if they asked me to come back. I mean, I think who wouldn't want to be on a platform where they can showcase you know, their story. And I think that's one of the good things about our show on Bravo is Bravo really showcases all our stories, our individual yeah. stories. No, they really do. I mean, but you can tell Brian's story. He just dates Monica's. You can tell that <laughs> that story. That's a... <laughs> well, I think in his case, like you can see there's pressure, there's pressure in our culture for men and women to be married by a certain age. Yeah, Gay, you, you straight, guys really, <laughs> whatever you identify as, you yes. need to get married. I love that that is the common theme. Okay, but I will say, and this is what I, I, I keep coming back to your podcast already because I was just kind of blown away. It was like this 35, 40, 30, it was a, a smaller episode, you guys, but it was really kind of just catching up. And you kind of did this, uh, it was probably not unique to you because it was actually what you're going through, but you're, it's so sometimes refreshing to hear somebody be completely honest of that. You kind of said you took a break from yourself. You kind of, okay. you're, you're kind of regrouping. What does that mean? Well, I think when you're in entertainment, when you're on a reality show, and then you're also a content creator and you're in a fashion business and everything's about you. You're not you're like, yeah. yes, you're providing content and entertainment, but I just felt like all I do is talk about myself and I, it's everything is so self-fulfilling. And I just wanted to take time away to reevaluate because for so long, which you'll see on season one, two and three for people that are catching up, not being married was my identity for what you see on three seasons, but for me in life for the past decade. Because I got yeah. married at 38. And so, you know, kind of having that being no longer the case, I just have to step back and look at, okay, what do I want, God willing, we're all alive, the next 10 years to look like? Because for so long, I really couldn't focus on it because I had all of this pressure from society. And I'm going to say what I love about our show, again, is it's not just in my culture. I'm talking about society in general in the world. When you're a geriatric millennial, like 35 and older, not married as a woman, people treat you like an alien. It doesn't matter what you look like, what you've accomplished, how funny you are. Uh, people think you're weird. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that it is the more you do, uh, the, the more I do cover these shows and they primarily, a lot of them focused on women. You really see how the world treats women and even how women treat women. Um, it is interesting though, since it was so much a part of your identity, has it kind of rocked you though, since that, you know, it's like you're having to find a little bit of a new identity because you are, as you point out, happily married to a, to someone who makes you feel beautiful, who makes you feel like a woman. Yeah. Um, it's gotta be really as, as amazing as that is, it's gotta be really scary because you had held onto this identity and you, you, man, you got a show on TV based around that identity. You helped get a show. You showed us your dating journey on that show. Right. And I think, None of us were married when we started. <laughs> we all, the, me, Vishal, and Amrit all got married the same year, not planning that at all. It's just, you know, they'd been in long term relationships. Congrats to Vishal, who's finally legally married. Uh, congrats, Vishal. We, I mean, we saw yeah. that marriage at the beginning of the, the season. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I think, you know, so many women related to me. And then now I feel like I sold out. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that wild? <laughs> yeah. But well, you because... know, I, I've, I've done what I've wanted to do. Right. I was, I was never ready to get married. And then when I was ready, I started dating and I made it my full-time job. Like no one just flew from the sky to marry me. You know, you talked about vision boards, you were putting uh, relationships on your vision boards and stuff like that. And, and I, Man, it's been a while since I've made a vision board and you almost made me want to make one again because you were even talking about you and your husband making sitting down to make vision boards and stuff. Yes, and I was together. like, do you have is that pulling teeth or is he like, yeah, let's make a vision board? No, he he believes in what I believe because when he was six years old, he wrote down what he wanted to be in life, and that's what he is. Really? So I really wow. do believe in the power of writing and visualizing and obviously executing you can't just write it down and then go to mcdonald's yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no please i've tried that it doesn't work um yeah. well i mean speaking of uh i guess vision boards then what was the vision board for family karma i mean you really were from well, i always wanted to be on show. bravo i always wanted to be on so bravo. you loved all of these shows before what were your favorite shows before family karma oh the i think the mainstays i mean beverly hills you know atlanta Below Deck, Shaws of Sunset, like you name it. I I watched them all. And, uh, and Potomac. Well, I mean, that's, oh man, did you watch, did you watch the, uh, I this did. week? The, what I did you think about, thoughts. what did you think about Robin not, uh, reveal? Well, this is actually, actually an interesting question because you have, uh, you know, you protected your relationship this season. We didn't see your wedding. We didn't see that thing. And, and Robin, not similar, but you know, there was a lot of information that came yeah. out about Robin and Juan's relationship after the fact. And she chose to reveal that in a different way than on the show. How do you feel about something coming? I mean, yours is not nearly similar at all, well, mine, but at the same time, well, she kept for me, something for herself. For me, I think it was I wanted to get married and I felt like this was my chance to get married and I didn't want anything to get in the way of that. You know, being 38, I was like, this is the guy that I want to be with and I want this to work. And he just doesn't want to be on a TV show. And I understand that. And then there's a big aspect of this called Nazar, which is evil eye in our culture. And you don't really want to talk about things or showcase things until they're said and done. And so now that we're actually married, like, yes, 
sure you can see him <laughs> but see that's the thing i was in in the fourth season are we going to be able to meet him are we going to be because god, I mean, god willing a lot of us are god willing we get a season four it can trickle him in absolutely is he would he be okay. like someone that's there full time like absolutely not but would you be able to see well, him? i want to yeah. see the scottsdale i want to see scottsdale life i want to see i mean i'm my parents live in gilbert i grew up in scottsdale i mean oh. that is a whole different lifestyle itself and I think I think it would be I always wanted there, there to be a Real Housewives of Scottsdale, even though you would melt uh, filming it. But I mean, I, I would love to see what your life consists of now. I, mean, I would even pay to watch you guys make a vision board together. So I really hope <laughs> the fourth season happens. But so back to the, the Potomac thing, did that even shock you with Robin being a fan of Bravo? But you know it from a different angle. So did well, you understand I think, it? I think in my case, in my own self-defense, I'll say everyone you know had come into the show with their families and their significant others and I came into the show single um in the same case Robin had always showed her life and her husband and then took it away and I do understand as a viewer you need to see everyone so that then why are you there right like to form yeah. a connection they want to see you there I get it they want to see your life but in her case she had always showcased it so why the change now yeah, that, I mean, that's the thing we're all wondering. And then to reveal it the way you do uh, in a podcast. And I didn't form. do that. No. I don't have a Patreon and <laughs> yeah, I'm not by the way, $5. Please tell me you're announcing, guys, she's no. putting it behind a paywall for all of her no. wedding footage. I, <laughs> I'm doing everything for free. Someone <laughs> uh, well, pay me. <laughs> you speak about Nuzzer, though. I mean, it's like we see a lot of these relations. I mean, the evil eye and not not, you know, wanting to jinx something potentially before it happens. But a lot of the show does focus on these relationships. And I mean, I also this was a question I got for you uh, on Watch What Happens Live. You were very cheeky and you had brought up something about not thinking these relationships were going to go the long, long haul. Were you just being that was a cheeky moment, right? That was you. Well, I was. Or I, was really even, I think people felt? didn't. Um, it didn't translate when I even said, call me in 10 years. Like I was even talking about myself because yeah. as millennials, I'd be a fool to say, yes, we're all going to stay together forever. <laughs> I look at my husband now and I'm like, I don't know if we're going to be married <laughs> next week. He doesn't mean that. She does not mean that. That's it's, not, a, it's cheeky, but you know, people were like, how dare you? You hate your friends. I'm like, actually, I love <laughs> my friends. And my friends were laughing because the way we all are, we're millennials, you know, like nothing, there are no guarantees. Even my mom tells me like, you know, well, you did it once. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, um, can you, I mean, so you were a fan of all of these shows and then you thought, I mean, was this thought of like, we could do this. We could be on Bravo. We could well, show our stories. I just wanted stories. to see Indians on TV and me and Vishal were friends. And that's kind of how this whole thing started, you know, and then Bravo wasn't like, oh, we want Indian people. They just wanted an yeah. organic group of friends, right? And we all have been friends for 20 plus years and our parents for 30 plus years. So everything you're seeing on our show, we're not some cast that was put together. See, that's why this that's why this show works, you guys, because you can uh, the, I, I scream about this every week about real relationships. And it has this foundation, which then we believe we believe what we see, because sometimes I think these shows have a credibility problem. But, you know, you and, and Vishal and Brian, you, you know, friends since you, or Amory, since you were kids, you guys, since you were like little kids. And I think you feel that when you watch this show and that that's why we're so much more or at least you, I feel so much more invested in this because I don't feel like I'm being lied right. to ever. Absolutely. And for all of us from season one to now, 
like Lopa, like all of this stuff, you know, it's, that's how she is. What you see is what you get. Like when you meet all of us, everyone tells us like, wow, you guys are just like how you are on the show because these aren't characters. When people come up to me and they're like, I love your character. I'm like, that's who I am. <laughs> Well, you're going to love me then. Yeah, no, I, um, well, I mean, what was it like being a fan of Bravo and then to watch your show actually, I mean, come on air and then actually see yourself from that. I mean, were you like, they, they do a really good job of portraying me. I mean, or were you like, yeah, Oh man, say, the edit, bad edit. I can't talk about edits on our show at all because I, I, I always joke. I wish they edited me like in like make a scandalous. <laughs> Because, you know, <laughs> what you see is what you get, you know, is a real life day to day South Asians in America. We have the same problems as everyone else. Um, uh, with the cast now, where are you with everybody? I mean, you and Vishal, uh, yeah. you guys still talk on a regular basis. How is everybody? I'm happy to report there's a family karma group chat and we talk every day, everybody. I uh, that's like my favorite question to ask anybody on Bravo is like, are you like in the housewives never really are the housewives split into like segments where they're like, Oh yeah, we don't like, I'm not on the chat with Erica and Rena and stuff, but you guys are actually on a family karma chat group chat. And everyone talks every day. I love right now that. we're like, that's Monica, exactly... are you, Monica, are you okay? <laughs> um, I, every, I hear every the Sunday nasty, night. Okay, I love that. And by the way, you guys, this Sunday night is the Super Bowl, of course, and they decided to take, uh, they decided to let the Rihanna concert just play. And uh, <laughs> the Family Karma will I wrap up the next season the Sunday after. But I'm hearing that you guys don't have a reunion. Is that correct? And why the heck not? I, I, I don't know. I haven't been advised. So that's, you know, I wouldn't know. But so I if think we scream loud enough. Who knows? Maybe you can do a watch what happens live. But thing. I think we before do... before we talk about a reunion, let's see the season finale. That's true. The season finale is coming up, but I'm that's wait. So what can you tease about the season finale? Obviously, it is leading up to another uh, wedding. Is there anything that you can tease uh, for the viewers? Well, I, I if you watch last Sunday, this past Sunday, I feel like that teased quite a bit. I mean, they're almost gonna call things off. I, well, and that's, well, I mean, where do you stand on that? Because I mean, listen, this is, uh, that relationship is, it's interesting because I mean, I feel like, um, uh, I'm trying to, he's Nicholas is trying to fight for a little agency, but he's going up against the other, the other family. I mean, how do you view that, uh, from even watching it back? Andy asked me that question. He asked me like, what do you think about wedding planning? And I, it's the worst thing on the planet. It's, you know, I had a small 20 person wedding and I can't imagine planning a wedding with hundreds of people and different traditions, different ethnicities and bringing in different cultures and religions. I mean, I would have given up. Like I, I give them, I tell Amrit and Michelle all the time, I would have given up. If Lopa was my mother-in-law, <laughs> like I could go no way it's it's hard I, I, I understand both I understand Lavina being the daughter of an Indian mom as well you know they are you know very hands-on and I understand being Nicholas as someone you know who's you know a minority in our group 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's interesting from that perspective as well. I didn't really even, but that is completely uh, the case. Um, watching the show also uh, come on as a Bravo. And I feel like, and, and uh, my, I'm to blame for this as well, is that you guys have had to fight for each season, but I feel like each season Bravo gives you a chance. It gets bigger and bigger. And it's one of those things where I think it's that lesson of like never you, you have to let shows grow and you have to let people find shows and you just have to hope that Bravo keeps going, you know, so the most like the most people can find this show as possible. You spoke about BravoCon where a lot of people kind of discovered it from that. Was that an exciting experience for you to meet everybody and it just was, even as a fan yourself? It was surreal because you're there with these Bravo libs who are legendary that have 10 seasons under their belt. And I've grown (laughs) up watching them, you know, from my early twenties to now and having people know who we are, who family karma is and the amount of money Bravo invested in our show. I mean, you were there, we had like a bar, a family karma bar. Yeah. You had a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was incredible. And so to be in that room with all of those people and then, you know, you're expecting these characters and everyone was just so nice. And I know a lot of people that met you that said you were so nice. I was even I oh, I said you. I was speaking with you and everybody was sending me pictures of you with them at BravoCon. And I was like, okay, I'm all right, that's good. I'm thirsty, Ryan. I was <laughs> yes. like, let me sit at the family karma bar. <laughs> yeah, that's literally that's what, what I did. I'm Hinting at the bar. Um, you do stand up as well. And you actually had a show in New York. You're doing another one in Miami. What is it? March 4th. Is that right? Is March, that- March 22nd at the Miami March Improv. And um, I don't say stand up. I say storytelling because I haven't been trained in stand up comedy. I just feel like I like to talk to people and make people laugh. But uh, I, I like to call it storytelling. And my show right now is just about, you know, getting married and being Indian. Well, so, so potentially we will actually learn a lot more about your wedding through this show. If for all those fans of family karma that, that need all the updates, we potentially could find this through your storytelling show. I mean, not really just that like, <laughs> I can, I can, I can give away one of my jokes, which yes, was, please. you know, my parents sold me to the lowest bidder. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a great, they were just, they, very... they were just like sold. She's yours now. <laughs> well, well, by the way, you even mentioned that you gave, uh, I, I was laughing. He was, you're like, yeah, I gave him an ultimatum. It worked. Like, listen, that's why it does work. I'm sorry. I'm not going to apologize. Well, I had also been with someone for 12 years. So it's not like, you know, this is my first rodeo. Like I, I know how relationships can drag and then you get stuck in like the hope and then you get back on this on and off game and that it just never works yeah we watched you have that you know i mean you were coming off that 12-year relationship and then we got to what you mean you let us watch you get back on that horse and fall off that horse and get back on that horse and fall off that horse and i think that was another thing that i was like everybody kind of can uh really recognize that in themselves or through that journey and i think that's why people love you so much um so I brought the stand up, the podcasting. Are you going to continue with the podcast? Because you you said, yeah. like, listen, I'm, I am finding myself. Uh, where do you want to go with the podcast? I hope that continues. Yeah. So I actually now own 100% of the podcast. It was with Dear Media, and I'm very Dear grateful media, to yeah. them. 
and now I, I own a hundred percent of it. It's mine. And so I'm going to definitely continue with the podcast. It's been two years of me potting. I just took a month off and people went nuts yeah. and um, <laughs> we're back. Yeah. You know, people we're were back. like, where's the podcast? Because I didn't realize that uh, you have a lot of fans on this podcast. Cause then I was like, this is a great pot. I mean, I really yeah. was blown away by how honest you were on that. I was like, most people don't really aren't this honest. So it was really nice. I kind of was like, wow, I just, I'm, I'm subscribing to your podcast now. Yeah. People listen. People have been listening. I have the day ones, you know, we started that podcast in the pandemic. Wow. Yeah. That's by the way, I feel like the pandemic birthed like thousands of podcasts, like the podcast would just be empty. Uh, As we wrap up here, um, we have the podcast. We have the storytelling show. If you are in Miami or you're just the biggest Anisha fan uh, as can be, go get tickets to that. I don't know if it's sold out yet, but please let's go sell that out. Family Karma wraps up its third season, not this Sunday, but the next Sunday. And as a Bravo fan, this is going to air tomorrow. I want to get this out immediately. Are you going to be watching Vanderpump Rules, Summer House, or Jersey? That all premieres in this next week. Are you a fan of any of those shows? Yeah, in uh, the spirit of Jersey, happy Jersey premiere day. Yeah, by the way, <laughs> go out go out and tackle, go out and fight with your family on Jersey premiere day to celebrate exactly. the, uh, the Gorgas and the Giudici's fighting <laughs> once again on another season. It's very exciting. Um, and then on Family Karma, if we do get to see a little bit of your relationship next season, what else would you like to see? What else do you think that they haven't highlighted in your culture so far that you would love for people to get a peek at? Well, I think now, you know, we've established who we are as individuals, you know, our families, now we're all married. I would love to see us all, you know, as an ensemble. And now you see us really interact with each other and delve into us as a group. Would you ever consider doing a girl's trip if they brought it out of just housewives? I am begging to be on a millennials girls trip. I can name people that who should be on this trip. Who, who, would, who would be on this be on trip? trip? Who would be on this trip with you? It can't uh, be Brandon Glanville Can- anymore. Candace. Candace. Well, yeah. Candace. <laughs> Candace. I love Dr. Nicole Martin. Yeah, married to medicine. Well, no, not no, no doctor in Miami. Miami. I'm sorry. Housewives of Miami, yeah. like a newbie that is killing it. Like, she really is. I that when she put down the black card a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh my God, you just that, that was a legendary moment. Yeah. Yeah. So like I could go on, but yeah, there's quite a few people, but you know, Paige from Summer House. Yeah, you guys could do a fashion off too. That would be amazing. Um or, or I really hope just a trip. But yeah, by the way, we'll start with a trip and then we'll do an ultimate girls trip. I would love to see a family karma. Everybody just a season where you guys a semester at seas or something like that, where you just do a below deck trip for a whole season. Um, Anisha, thank you so much for spending this time with us. I'm a new fan of the show and I feel like there's a lot of people like me out there. It is so easy to binge you guys. These are shorter seasons. In fact, the third season is the longest season of it so far. And by the way, once you get first one and two seasons, you're going to want that longer season. And then after that, I can guarantee you're going to want a fourth season. So make sure your voices are heard with Bravo. I think this show will definitely come back. It is, we're too deep in to, uh, to let it go. And, uh, Thank you for spending this time with us today. And also you guys, like she said, the podcast, I love the podcast currently cringing this past week's episode 
go check it out. I just found it really, really refreshing. Um, and I hope everything, I hope great success and your relationship and your vision boards, you really are as amazing as everybody says you are. So thank you for doing this. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Betches.